Shut up and sit down. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side podcast. I am joined here by Mike. Mike, how's it going? Going all right, man. How you doing? Doing pretty good, my guy. Uh, excited about this one. We're going to be talking about a Netflix movie called The Guilty uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal today. Uh, since it is a pretty simple movie, uh, we are going to have a metric fuckton of movie news. So let's get started with my first bit of movie news. And this is for Mike as much as it is myself. So that 70s show spinoff, that 90s show with Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp ordered by Netflix. So that means that Red and Kitty Foreman are coming back for a 70s show sequel called That 90s Show. And not too much is known about the plot except for the fact that this is going to be taking place in 1995 during the summer. And Leia Foreman... The daughter of Eric and Jesus. yeah, you know yeah. it, you know it. Eric and Donna um, is spending the summer with her grandparents in 1995, and that's when the show is going to be taking place. Oh my god! So, Mike, what do you think about that? Uh, well, I can tell you that, like, so I, it's going to be incredible to see how fucking old Red and Kitty are. <laughs> Oh, I know, right? Um, but other than that, I mean, I think it'd be pretty fucking cool, right? Like, you gotta think, it's gonna be, depending on who, did did they say who's gonna be playing the daughter? Uh, like, no. Is, that any, is um, anyone known or anything like that? It's just, it's just been picked up for 10 episodes. That's okay. all we know about it. And okay. those, yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, depending on who Oh, wait, hold the, on. Hold on, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Um... Grace Prepon, what? Sorry, I, someone somewhere in this article, they said something about Ashton Kutcher making guest appearances potentially. So mm. they're hoping to get everyone to That'd do guest cool. appear, except for Hyde. Hyde's not coming back. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 We well, all know why. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I think that. <clears throat> I think that it'd be cool. I mean, the fucking show is amazing. Uh, well, that 70s show was amazing. Uh, all but the last season. The last season was meh. Um, it was fine. Mm. Um, it was okay. <clears throat> it was fine. Uh, it wasn't as funny or, like, hilarious as the rest of the fucking seasons. But uh, overall, I mean, I, th- why not, right? Like, it's been so long since the fucking, since that 70s show. It's not like it's... Uh, infringing on some kind of like mm-hmm. uh fandom or whatever it's just and now it's new right they're not remaking right. that 70s show they're not doing anything stupid like that they're just continuing much further down the line cool what i, I why okay not? yeah yeah what i'm hoping for and i don't know see if you're on board with me on this i think it'd be cool to have an episode and it could be one of the first three episodes where Red and Kitty still have the same style from that 70s from the 70s like they haven't remodeled their home at all right and then within one of those three episodes, they do a, a renovation on their house and they turn everything to like 90s chic. <laughs> that would be, I'll tell you what, if that house looks way more 90s, right? That would be so fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, want the renovation episode. I want to see the original house from the 70s show. I want to see the original style. And then I want to see them remodel it to, to 90s style. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be dope. Fuck yeah, dude. I'd be I'd be all about that. 
<clears throat> I mean, to me, it'd be fun to have another series that I'd be like excited to watch that could just be kind of fun. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I know. Um, I miss fun a lot. Yeah. Like that's kind of the, that's the, that's the shit I miss. Right. Like it's it's where is the fun in television now? Right. Like that's why for the longest time mm-hmm. I. I trying to think of exactly when I kind of stopped being exclusively someone who watched basically cartoons. Um, Mm -hmm. After I got out of the army, I would watch cartoons almost. That's it. Like I just wanted fun. I didn't want anything serious anymore. Um, I just wanted to chill the fuck out and watch something fun. I've gotten more, you know, into something that's serious or like more enjoying serious television, but Oh, sure. I, I miss the like where shit is just way more fun. So, yeah, you know, we were we were talking about that. Um, me and my me and Jess, my wife, um, right. we were talking about things being fun before. Um, yeah. One of the things that we kind of always bring up is like like there are, there have been some great sitcoms within the past decade. Right? right. So like Modern Family, fantastic, funny sitcom, except for the and, but we were talking about even though it's fun, it's like every episode has an underlying like you know, social issue, political issue, whatever it may be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So nothing like that 70s show was just straight up fun. They had serious moments peppered mm-hmm. in throughout the series. Sure. Well, yeah, like pop culture for them, things, like yeah. things that, that had to do with relevant shit happening or even things mm-hmm. that, um, well, I guess because it was based in the 70s, but what when was that airing? It was airing like in the 90s, right? I mean, it was airing end of 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, there couldn't have been, like, oh, here's the the relevant, you know, things right. of that day. But they would have, like, you know, hey, don't let your kids do these things that are bad for them. Or, what you know, th- those kind of, like, mm-hmm. social commentaries. But there wouldn't be anything that they could outright take from that time period. I think that was something that was really cool about it. They didn't mm-hmm. have to directly reference shit that was going on in life at that time. It was just supposed to be a funny satirical look back at like the 70s Mm -hmm. like oh look at these kids in the 70s ha 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 this is the shit Mm -hmm. they were doing you know and that was was super fucking fun dude like at this point we're gonna be essentially like our parents were watching that 70s show I know, dude. Yeah, Do you I mean, realize that that's be crazy? Fucking funny? <laughs> that like be funny? my my kid is gonna be like twelve, and he's gonna be like, "What is that, Dad?" And be like, "You don't even understand." Yeah, you don't know. Okay, fuck you, kid. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's gonna be. I, I think. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. I'd be. I'd be. Yeah. I'd be down. <laughs> I'd be down too. I'd for sure, hundred percent. All right, Mike, you got our next bit. Yeah. Um. So this is uh, something that probably piss a bunch of people off. Um. But not <laughs> unexpected. Um. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, think of a Marvel movie. Um, it's delayed. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty much all Mar- Marvel movies uh, are delayed. I think two unannounced Marvel movies have been outright canceled. <laughs> um, so, surprise, surprise. Um, but you know, it, in reality, it's it's not terribly surprising um, mm-hmm. for something to have happened like this. Uh, it's just the way that it is right now. So, um, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I would and say, also, yeah, it was also Indiana Jones as well. Right. Which well, right. was, so yeah, that's, I was going to say, so, and kind of at the tail end of it, Indiana yeah. Jones got pushed, I think for a full year. Like a lot of these are kind of just pushed out. Um, like for instance, right. As an example, Dr. Strange, March, 2022 to May, 2022, right. Nothing fucking insane there right you're not like pushing something outrageously but indiana jones 
five. What is this? Yeah, five. Yeah. Got pushed a full year out, which is, by, you know, by, aggressive. By the way, that's like the third time it's been delayed. Like, yeah. I think originally it was supposed to come out in 2020. <clears throat> well, I think know. originally. Not surprising, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. The entertainment industry is a little, uh, for lack of a better word, like fucked a smidge right now. Like a little they're, bit. They're, well, at least as far as time wise and like organization, right. they're trying, you know, they're trying to get shit moving. Um, but unfortunately, it's just not doing great for them right now. Um, that being said, you know, things are still coming out. It's moving forward. It's just slower than normal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I Perfect. mean, I think that's yeah. going to piss a lot of people off, obviously, because people are excited to see these movies. Um, you know, there there's obviously a lot of like success around certain things like like the the shang chi uh movie was yeah hella successful um i think what they're trying to do is um <clears throat> a definite um what's the word i'm trying to say uh, i'm trying to think of how to say this properly like there's a definitely i think an interest here to make sure that things are good does that make sense like that yeah yeah, so so it's kind of like the opposite of what DC does, right? So like <laughs> DC <laughs> DC Sorry, likes to shit. try and shove shit out there as competition to Marvel. No, no, go, move it, do it. Yeah, so it's kind of like go, 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 go now, 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 now. It's kind of like how they release Sonic games. Uh, I know you're not, you don't game <laughs> yeah. a lot, but like well, Sonic, I, mean, I know yeah, Sonic, but like on. how they release uh, 3D Sonic video games. Um, in mm-hmm. order to try and like get it out in time for the holidays, but it's just a buggy piece of shit. Um, I think they're just doing a lot more quality control. You know what I mean? Um, which hey, yeah, fucking awesome, dude. You know what I mean? Cool. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm about it. Uh, I, I'm I'm happy to see it, uh, and I don't really have any issues with it. But you know, obviously, it's gonna piss people off because they want to see they want to see movies. They want to see yeah. new shit coming out all the time. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on. Ben Affleck said he had, quote, fun playing Batman in The Flash after Justice League was, quote, difficult. So, uh, basically, there was a little interview with Ben Affleck. He talked about the scenes. He briefly talked about the scenes he shot with Ezra Miller in The Flash movie. And he basically said uh, it was really nice uh, way to revisit uh, that as the prior experience had been difficult. Affleck is quoted. Yeah. So basically, um, he said he had a really fun time playing the Flash. What this, if this means anything for Batfleck coming back? Doubt mm-hmm. it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, unless they do something on HBO Max, which are there has been rumors about a Batfleck show on HBO Max. Right. Who knows? Um, but yeah, he just said he had a lot of fun uh, after the terrible experience that Josh Whedon's Justice League was. Yeah, and he he was very excited to do it. So, just something something I shared with you. Also, uh, the DC fandom event uh, came through, and we got a our fir- first look at the Flash movie, which was pretty cool. I don't know, Mike. Did you catch that at all or no? No. Uh, okay. So, last week uh, or the last podcast I had with Nick. Uh, one of the pieces of movie news was a uh, bat suit from uh, Michael Keaton, but it was like painted red with a yellow, like lightning symbol painted over the bat symbol. Oh shit! And we were like, 
And we were like, what the fuck does that mean, right? Well, because I remember us talking in one of the bits of movie news we had in a previous episode um, regarding Mm -hmm. it having like a blood stain on it. But like you can oh, see yeah, that, yeah. yeah it was you know what I mean? Blood. Like it was mm-hmm. but it was the same um it was the Michael Keaton suit. Yes. So th- it was almost the same it, it looked like the same picture except the bat the suit was painted red and it had a yellow, you know, lightning bolt over the back. That's bat cool. So me and Nick were kind of discussing what could that mean is bat like is there a universe where Batman is a fl- is a speedster? Like whatever. Like we were talking about that, right? So in the tra- in the trailer you actually see a version of Ezra Miller in that suit with the bat with the with the bat symbol. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for it, man. Cool, dude. It looks so good. I can't wait. I it like literally it. looks so good. I cannot wait. Bro, I like it's, it. That sounds pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah, dude. I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have Michael Keaton as Batman. We're gonna have Ben Affleck as Batman. We're gonna have <laughs> at least been doing shit for a long time. Dude, we're gonna well, but I'm just saying, dude. Like, we're gonna be, and there's at least three different versions of the Flash we see in that little, in that right. little uh, teaser they they put out. So yeah, ugh, the Flash is gonna be awesome. I don't even care. Hopefully, this is gonna be a cool way to reboot the series because you know, obviously Henry Cavill is out of Superman, and right. you know, currently Ben Affleck has no plans to repl- reprise Batman. Right, but I think so. I, but you know, they're doing Flashpoint for the Flash, so I think it could be a good opportunity for them to like kind of reboot the series a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I think that so. Like I said, right? I was, t- you know, talking shit about DC because I mean, frankly, they're <laughs> terrible at making films, um, just empirically speaking. Uh, but I think the only good DC film. I mean, I know that you like the Superman films and shit, but like the only legitimately successful and like good well-received dc film in my opinion uh in the past like god knows how long was the first wonder woman movie um shazam oh true true i didn't even really fucking watch shazam though like i liked it i thought it was funny but to me it didn't just strike me as just to me shazam was thor ragnarok you know what i'm saying like it was just like thor ragnarok sucked and shazam was awesome well, but Shazam was just really jokey, right? Like that's all. That's Shazam you know, is a jokey character. You're seriously a thirteen-year-old becomes a man and fights crime. It's not, it's a fucking jokey premise on its own. I mean, you I mean, can't I get make that movie serious. I get it. I'm just saying, it was just very jokey. That's why I'm, I akin it to such a, a a thing. And dude, but, fuck you. Aquaman was dope. <laughs> fuck you. Okay, no. Aquaman was not dope. However, Aquaman I love was Jason dope. Momoa. Uh, you know, it wasn't, but it it was <laughs> you, it, it was <laughs> it was a cool like if you took it at face value again, fine, but not a great movie. It just was not a motherfucker, great movie. I, I'm I, I, motherfucker. <laughs> trying to help you, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, again. I mean, listen, I will admit, Aquaman, predictable, but it was still fun. There was, like, seriously, come on, give me Aquaman. You don't have to say it was great. Come on. (laughs) You don't have to say it was great. I'm not even saying it was great, but it was fun. It was good. You you said it was awesome. It was well, that's because fine. you said it. You you didn't even recognize it as a decent movie, so I had was to oversell fine. it a little bit. Again, I love Jason Momoa. I will watch pretty much anything with him in it. It was fine. <laughs> you're 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 a real piece of shit for this. I'm just saying. 
yeah, yeah. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take our next oh, bit. Shit. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so next bit of movie news is um, so Millicent Simmons. Uh, we were talking about, you know, the sequel to A Quiet Place 2. Um, kind of where will she be? All that, right? Um, basically, what it looks like is she's going to be now, I guess it's been announced officially, uh, is that she's going to be in a biopic for, or biopic, whatever the fuck, for um, Helen Keller. So right. um, she's going to be in the the lead role. So uh, because obviously... Um, I mean, ben, yeah, we can. We Helen can Keller was mostly a kid, right? Like when she was going mm-hmm. through a lot of the shit. And she was <clears> dead, <throat> so she yeah, is a deaf obviously. person. So obviously, yeah, which you know makes sense, right? Of course. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of cool to see like what she's moving on to, you know, moving forward in the future. Um, exciting to see, just kind of see. I mean, she's a good fucking actress, so it's kind of cool to see like what's what she's doing, moving forward. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. I, there's not much else to talk about regarding it. At least, right? In my well, opinion, we don't right? know it's anything just, else about the movie except that yeah, she except was that just she's been announced. That was I mean, I, I certainly would watch it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'd be, I'd be uh, interested to see her playing, kind of more of a dramatic role as opposed to like a a um, what's the word I want to say? Um, as opposed to a. God, um, help me here. Uh, uh, like. I don't know what you want help with. I, I'm trying to think of the word, right? So she's going to be in a, in a far more dramatic role with this uh, with this role as opposed to in A Quiet Place. She was in a less dramatic, more like action-packed, right? More of an act. That's what I'm it's like an action role, right? Like she's okay. less, less action-y, more like very dramatic, emotionally driven. So I'm I'm curious to see what that will look like for her. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I, I would I would definitely see what is up with her. She was amazing in the Quiet Place movies, so Oh fuck yeah, she was. Yeah. Whatever she whatever she does, I'm definitely interested in taking a look at it. Uh fuck yeah, dude. So, uh my next piece is Andy Circus makes a very bold claim about the Batman. So Andy Circus is playing the role of Alfred as Bruce Wayne's butler. And he made the claim he made about the new Batman film is quote uh, Andy Serkis is confident Mass- Matt Reeves has, quote, made another masterpiece. So Matt Reeves is the director most famously known for doing the new Planet of the Apes trilogy. Uh, that was his set of movies. And, you know, me and Mike have talked about those movies before. They were fantastic. Mm-hmm. We love watching them. So, uh, yeah, based on what Andy Serkis says, um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see the new Batman. I'm I'm still on the fence about Pattinson. But right. we'll see, dude. Listen, I've been surprised before. I, I will I will straight up admit that when mm-hmm. I first heard that the that Heath Ledger was going to be the new Joker. With zero yeah. information, with zero information, didn't see a trailer, didn't see how he looked as a as the Joker, whatever. I might the first words out of my mouth were that's going to be shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it wasn't. That's gonna suck ass. <laughs> so, like, like I said, I've been wrong, and I'm okay with being wrong, and I'm hope I'm wrong about Pattinson. I just, I'm not. I just don't think. I just don't think he's the right fit. I, I, I wish they would have put Pattinson in, as like Terry McGinnis from Batman Beyond. 
That yeah. would have been more dope. Yeah. Listen, man, I I don't disagree with you. I'm I'm like you, excited to see what's next for it. Um but again, for me, everything that DC makes I have to take with a grain of salt. Right? Like I'm not not to keep talking shit on them, whatever, right? But like Yeah, you love talking shit about them. Well, cause they suck, but like I love <laughs> the thing is is like I love like I know we share a love for Batman Beyond, right? And we're like Batman itself I guess I should say, because something I said previously, right, where the best received fucking DC movies obviously would be like the Batman trilogy, the fucking that everybody knows, um, you know, nowadays. But Batman, super iconic character for the for this, the for like the the company DC. But I, I don't like you said, right, you, you're kind of questioning their choices. I mean, me, too. But I question most of their choices <laughs> at this point. I'm just. I'm hopeful every time they come out with something because I want to see something new, right? Marvel is kind of like, as much as I like a lot of what they're doing, it's almost like the same thing over and over for me, right? It's it's always very like light and like it is a lot of jokiness, right? And what I would expect from DC is something more dark, kind of like the, the, the Dark Knight series, um, as well as, you know, the, um, the first Wonder Woman had some mm-hmm. light moments but it was a lot of like fighting like very intense fighting not so much you know the the silly back and forth banter like what you would expect from a marvel superhero so i like right. the premise of dc and i like dc comics a lot and cartoons a lot i don't like dc movies a lot and i'd like to like them more so i'm i'm more so just excited at the prospect of it <clears throat> yeah i i agree i mean I, I think you're too critical of some of their movies, but whatever. It's fair. Too it's, fair. it's just, it's just. Here's the thing, right? I don't. Hold on. Fall Can I ask you a serious question, though? Yeah. Have you actually sat down and watched Man of Steel all the way through? If I did, I mean, yeah, but like, I'm gonna say if I did, like, yes, I did, but it's quite some time ago. Okay. I dude, mean, it's been it's Man been of Steel, a long time. Man of Steel is so good, dude. It really is a good movie. If I mean, you, I know I'll, you, I'll, I know you don't like to rewatch it. Shit. Like, I'll, no, I, I definitely will rewatch something. I mean, I'll, I'll take some time and I'll rewatch it um, and see how I feel about it. You know, now. I mean, it came out forever ago. Um, yeah, dude. So, it, you know, it, it's been it, a long it's, time it's since a I've fun seen movie. it. And I mean, you have Russell, you have Russell Crowe <laughs> as, you know, Superman's dad. Come on now. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. So good. I mean, Russell Crowe's pretty dope. All right. Uh, was that your, that was your piece of movie news, right? No, that was yours. Um, so my next one is, uh, so this is an article, uh, where Joaquin Phoenix was talking about being open to more Joker, right? But he doesn't know if it's going to happen, which, you know, fair point. However, it was also one of like, I'm not going to call it an upset, but it was one of the (laughs) like highest grossing versus budgeted films. Mm -hmm. It was, it made so much fucking money. Um, and I mean, frankly, deserved to. I thought it was very, very good. Obviously, there was controversy around it all over the fucking place because they were saying, "Oh, well, he's you know um, endorsing essentially, right? Like uh, or like um, glorifying mental illness and all that other dumb shit that everyone got so upset about." Um, which obviously I, I think is just stupid. Um, yeah. But that's because everyone wants to be upset about fucking everything, right? So yeah, <clears throat> it, it kind of comes down to them just 
kind of just being assholes, right? But at the same time, I think obviously it got it got enough, um, mm-hmm. it got enough praise and uh, and and deserved praise um, that you know obviously we talk about it today. It's a good fucking you know movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be super interested to fucking see more of it. Um, to see oh, kind of yeah. where it goes because it, it, I mean, it obviously ended very open-endedly. Um, so certainly open to a fucking uh, a sequel, um, and I'd be super yeah. down to see it. Hundred percent. And also, we have to start including the Joker in good DC movies. Like I always forget about it because it's not True. Like, technically part of the canon of like the Justice League. No, but you're right. But, I mean, you're Joker right. Such a it deserves it. Too. It definitely deserves it. It is a it is a <gasps> hella good fucking movie. Um, Indeed, I, I am. I am quite a fan of that film. So yes, for sure. Indeed, yeah. I, I would definitely. It, it's also interesting. It's surprising because many years ago, and I understand people's opinions change and you know yeah. whatnot. But many years ago, Joaquin Phoenix was asked about doing a sequel, and he just blatantly said, "I don't do sequels." And oh, yeah. if you look back at his like repertoire, he, he, he's right. He's never done a sequel. Yeah. That's yeah, and that's that is hella interesting. You know, what I mean, just to yeah. be like, hey, uh, for this one, I'll make the exception. <laughs> you <laughs> right. know what I mean? <laughs> Which is like, you know, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, I but, mean, dude, he know, won well, the Golden Globe and I think Oscar for Best Actor. I mean, well deserved, obviously. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. I mean, uh, to me, that's that's for sure a a worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, a venture to like undertake. You know what I mean? Yes, indeed. So I'm I'm all about it. I I would love to see it in a in a fucking big way. Yes, indeed. Uh, how, you do you have two more or one more? Um, I have two more, sir. Okay, same. All right, we'll try to make these a little bit quicker. <laughs> Mike Flanagan, who directed Doctor Sleep, uh, one of my favorite horror movies <coughs> and sequels of mm-hmm. a classic movie that I've watched. Uh, Mike Flanagan, uh, uh, Mike Flanagan, has is setting up a anthology series on Netflix, and what this is called is called "The Fall of the House of Usher," and what this is is a project based on multiple works of Edgar Allan Poe. Um, I'm very interested in this only because it rem- kind of slightly reminds me of Castle Rock that's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. where Castle Rock is an anthology series based on like all the different works of Stephen King. Um, yeah. And I loved Castle Rock. I thought Castle Rock was awesome. I don't know much about Edgar Allan Poe, but I am definitely interested in taking um, one creator's like, you know, entire pr- published works and kind of mixing them together to create a show. I mean, it yeah. works super well for Castle Rock, so I definitely want to see what the, the fall of the House of Usher is like. Oh, for sure, dude. I, I'm I'm 100% behind you on that. I think that that would be a fucking dope move. Um, I would be very interested to kind of yeah. see what what the next moves where that would be. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 100%. Um, so I'm I am with you 100% on that. I think that that would be super fucking cool to see. Um, yeah, I mean overall. I would be I, I love it when they bring universes together, like when they bring mm-hmm. a lot of things together. And like I was saying, I mean, it, kind of. Uh, I, I don't know, I guess it, to me, it, it kind of goes to because um, I'm thinking about something we said previously 
in in this episode. Um, I obviously really like fun. I miss fun when it comes to TV shows and, and mm-hmm. movies and stuff. But I also when the when the like mood is right, I love seeing really really well made serious shit and like with Edgar Allan Poe shit right like his shit's always obviously he had he had quite a shit life um so his shit is always very dark and very very like intense um, oh yeah but I love see I love hearing the stories about him and shit and like the shit that like his life inspiring a lot of his stories is very cool I'd be very very excited to see that yeah, definitely, hundred percent. It'll be interesting to see what it is because, like, the way they did it in Castle Rock with Stephen King, I wouldn't have expected it the way they did it. But just like little things here and there, like, uh, like Shawshank Prison is inside is in Castle Rock, and then just down the street, uh, Jill Torrance, uh, mm-hmm. who's connected to you know Jack Torrance from The Shining, and so on and so forth. Like, just all these like little things, and you know, Pet Cemetery was also included, and then. All this other stuff. So, yeah, it was, dude, yeah. So any anthology project like that where they can take someone's published works and make an original thing out of all the sources, 100%. I'm down for it. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. let's go on to our next bit, buddy. Yeah, so um, Rob Zombie released a, uh, a photo via Twitter um, of the... <laughs> Of, uh, I'm trying to get the names correctly, sorry. So Lily, Grandpa Munster, and Herman um, from the Munsters. So he's do- obviously he's making a remake. Um, and so he he's releasing, you know, a, a picture of how they look. Um, mm-hmm. Much darker than the original kind of series looks. Like the Grandpa looks way kind of creepier to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, I would say, you know, like creep-ass mustache and shit. Um, in the article, the person is kind of like sucking on Rob Zombie's dong, like really enjoying how everything looks. Um, I don't think it he's looks He's not like a good director. Shit. Yeah. He's I, not yeah, a well, good I mean, director. Yeah, we've, we've seen that. Can we just stop um, treat, like treating him like he's, he's good at this? Yeah. I don't not understand why director. we keep letting him make movies. Um, I don't think, well, cause it's a TV show, isn't it? Well, okay, fine. Why do we <laughs> allow him to make any form of media that isn't music? <laughs> damn son uh so <laughs> um i will say i you know i think that uh definitely not like i mean yes he is has he made good stuff before not really uh but like uh, other than his music and even that is like you know it's all right um here and there yeah it's it's fine it's okay um, I'm not trying to shit on him too much. I'm just like, but like he, if he stopped using his wife and everything, I'd have a little bit more respect for him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but then what are you going to, are you going to say, um, uh, oh my God, I can't remember the guy's name now. And that's, it's going to like, I hate it. I hate the fact that I can't think of his name. Um, dude who always uses Helena Bonham Carter in his shit. Cause he was like, he's basically married to her. Tim Burton. And I hate him Thank too. Thank you. Wow, you hate Tim Burton? Yeah, I've always hated Tim Burton. Bruh. He had he had two Batman movies and that's it. That's Bruh. it. Nightmare Before Bruh. Christmas, super good, dude. Couldn't give two shits about that movie. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. I don't understand the following of that movie. It's I good. It's it. a good fucking movie, dog. You don't watch that no, with your I, kid. I, my... I even watched it recently and I was like, this movie sucks. 
Bruh. A good movie. I'm just, I'm, dude. I am not a Tim Burton fan. That's just. I mean, I don't think he's fucking amazing, but even Sweeney Todd was good. <laughs> All his movies. No, I, I hate that movie too. I mean, you might hate it. It's still a good movie. <laughs> it's not though. It's not. It's not though. Yeah, well. It's like people um, who say Scott Pilgrim versus the World is good. It's not. It's um, not I think I watched movie. that once, but I don't think I care about it. Because <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> and and, and Justin, Justin, if you're listening to this, I'm talking to you. Scott Pilgrim sucks. Damn, son. <laughs> Fucking savage ass motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I guess. <laughs> you, you do, you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking grumpy motherfucker. <laughs> um, but all right, yeah. Sorry. So, uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm being an asshole. I'm just no, saying I don't need a Rob Zombie, Herman Munster I don't show. think anybody needs it, if I'm being honest. All right, you know what I'm saying? But um, uh, I will say, um, you know, I, I don't think they look terrible. I think that they look a little bit overly gothed the fuck out. I mean, the Munsters yeah. was a, a silly, you know, a bit more of a silly um, thing. But, um, yeah. you know, is what it is, I guess. Um, we'll see how we'll see how many uh, rapes happen in this <coughs> one. We'll just see how that goes. Jesus, um, we all yeah. know that Rob Zombie likes to add rape whenever he can. Dude, he's into it. <laughs> Don't fucking just add like him. The- <laughs> all right, you leave him alone. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like I just watched the recent Halloween movie. I'm not going to talk about it because we're going to do a podcast later. But. I, and it just reminded me of the Rob Zombie Halloween and all the shit I hated about that. And just the random rape that just occurred in the middle of the movie when it was completely yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, again, I, Rob Zombie hasn't made anything good, I think, in film or TV. Granted, I think some shit he made was <laughs> successful. Right? Was it, what was the one where like everybody died? It was like a house where everybody was fucking getting killed. House of a Thousand Whores. Yeah, that's yeah, corpses. Ho- yeah, corpses. I think I think yeah, I think corpses. that one was pretty popular when it came out. Um, that being that said, that one was popular, but Devil's Rejects was actually like I actually do like Devil's right. Rejects. Devil's Rejects was a film he made. Yeah, I mean, but he kind of sucks. So I mean, oh, I understand. Yeah, the, I'm so. just saying the sun shines on a dog ass on a dog's ass sometimes. That's true. And it shined for Devil's Rejects fair um <laughs> that's fair you know what listen it's fair it's a little aggressive but it's fair <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i mean I, i'm not I, here's the thing give like yeah, like dc here, like dc movies give it a chance you know i i like i said it's just a picture right D- there's nothing really known about the series at this point but it looks way darker and maybe that's the the purpose of the picture it's just supposed to look cool because it's, it's rob zombies and edgelord um, fucking, it looks way darker and like more gothy than fucking, than the monsters did initially. And I think that that might be a misstep on his part because the monsters was a fun show because it was very family oriented and not super dark and like shitty. It was like, Oh, look at this family of monsters, but they're silly. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So right. I'm kind of meh up in the air on it. Right. We'll see. Well, I mean, the most we can just say, say is we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, my last bit of movie news I have here. John Bernthal returning in rebooted Punisher series are scoop confirmed. 
So, according to Giant Freaking Robot, there are there is plans to bring back John Bernthal's Punisher, um, and apparently, according to the scoop, which doesn't say where it's coming from, uh, as far as I can see, uh, it says that the script is actually farther along than expected. The script is actually completed, and now they're just kind of going over details on how it'll be published because I highly doubt they're gonna use Disney Plus. Um, for a Punisher series, but since Hulu is under the Disney umbrella, I would assume that they might post that under Hulu as a new right. series. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Mike, what do you think about that? They're saying it's rebooting, so I don't even know if it's going to be con- technically considered season three or if they're just restarting it with John Bernthal. I don't. I honestly don't know how I feel about it. Um, yeah, I don't really have an opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I, on I, I know that that's lackluster, but like I've been so kind of, uh, I, I'm. Anything that's kind of posed as a reboot, I'm not particularly vested in. Sold on. I, d- yeah. You. Well. Yeah. Thank you. I, my. I'm not. Uh, my verbing is not great. Wordage. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not particularly like sold on almost anything um, reboot esque. I like uh, I like Jay and Silent Bob rebooted. That was funny. I didn't. I don't even think I saw that. <clears throat> it's on Amazon Prime, dude. You should watch it. It's funny. Oh fuck! I don't. I it's don't, it's just I, it's. I honestly don't even know that I knew it came out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. It's <laughs> it was a very point. small release. <laughs> It wasn't very majorly. I think that all the advertising was Kevin Smith going on Joe Rogan podcast. I think that was just all the advertising for the movie. <laughs> nice. Um, but no, it, it's funny. It, they're obviously making a play on uh, Jan's on Bob Strike Back. Like yeah. the situations are the same, but they're just making fun of how Hollywood reboots everything. And it was it was brilliantly done. No, so, I mean, I, listen, that I would be about watching. And and yes. honestly, Kevin Smith shit, I love watching. I just yeah. never really, I probably noticed it. Um, I try to keep abreast of a lot of like the stuff releasing and um, I just, things like, especially depending on when the news comes out, like right now, a lot of my work revolves around winter stuff. I guarantee mm-hmm. I'm not going to see shit as far as advertising for new stuff for a while. Um, I got you covered, I am, Yeah, I know you do, buddy. You send me like text messages of cool shit happening like all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which that's I true. love and I appreciate deeply. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, there's there's definitely some some cool shit uh, that I miss out on. But I'm I'm very thankful that you're around to, to show me what the <laughs> fuck is going on. Yeah, I got to show you that the Ezra Miller flash clip. I completely spaced on sending that over to you. Yeah, man. I mean, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll do that after the podcast. But yeah. Yeah, so that's what's happening. So John Bernthal coming back as Punisher. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I love I love the the character, but we'll see. Of course, um, Mike, you got one more. Yeah, the uh, the last bit of like everyone who gets their their PP all in a knot for cancel culture shit. Um, I guess it looks like uh, they are they are reportedly now bringing back uh, Gina Caran Carano Carano. Is that how you say that? Serrano. I, is it Serrano. Carano or Serrano? <clears throat> that is an excellent question. That's why I asked you. <laughs> I thought it was um, I thought it was 
Serrano. I, I could be wrong. Unknown. However, um, the the chick who uh, had tweets and uh, like conservative tweets and shit, and everyone was all like upset that Disney was like, "No, she's fired um, from the from the Mandalorian." Um, she mm-hmm. is now coming back uh, in season four. Um, so they have uh, adamantly said that she is not getting recast um, in season three. The the taping um, or the filming of season three is well underway at this point. Yep. Um, so they they fired her, but they're not going to recast her, and it looks like she's definitely coming back for season four. Perfect. Uh, by the way, I looked I looked on uh, Google for the pronunciation, and it is Carano. Good job. Oh, hey, there we go. I did there a thing. I did a thing, everyone. You did. <laughs> you did. Congratulations. You, would you like a cookie? I'm, I do <laughs> like cookies. Don't, <laughs> don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I think everyone's entitled to their opinions, and everyone can have any view they want. I'm not going to argue with them um especially if they're fucking stupid so (laughs) (laughs) fucking got (laughs) them um but uh but you know she she did say some things online that maybe she should have kept to herself because as we discussed when you're working for a major corporation as disney uh they don't really give a shit about what your political opinions are and honestly the way I do it, like, I don't spread my political opinions at my job. So, yeah, I mean, it's work, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's, it's work. I, but I also think that, right, it's it's fair to say that, um, you know, you and we've we've touched on this before. And mm-hmm. I know so many other people. And thankfully, you know, obviously people with really prominent like um, stations have said this before as well or prominent, like bigger audiences and like huge audiences saying that anyone can say whatever they want. Right. You can. You have the right to mm-hmm. do that, whether you work for somebody, whatever. But you have to be willing to take whatever comes after that, whether it's accolades or mm-hmm. or, or consequences. Uh, consequences. So, yes. you know, I think cancel culture is stupid. It's annoying. Yeah. However, if a business is like, yo, people don't like this and it's going to affect our bottom dollar. Guess what? If I'm running a business. Fuck that. I'm distancing myself as much as humanly possible from it. Um, <laughs> as can be seen with, um, I can't remember the dude's name, but there was a coach, right? Anybody who follows sports news, um, there was a coach uh, who you coached the Raiders and he just got fired um, when he used to be affiliated with like some Washington team in college, um, like a college football team. Um, he was sending oh, I think some I heard about really racist. Yeah, he was sending some yeah. really racist shit. Um, through email and like uh, like really messed up homophobic and racist shit um, and like nude pictures of like cheerleaders and shit that that they weren't even supposed to be taking like it was really fucked up right right so obviously he got fired that's not the cancel culture thing he fucked up um granted this is shit he did a long time ago but it's like yo you don't want that around you that's that's cancer to your organization basically mm-hmm. um but then the he used to be uh a really big thing with the Buccaneers in Florida. He was one of their coaches, but before he was at the Raiders and he was in something called their, like their uh, circle of whatever the fuck honor or something. I don't know. What yeah. The fuck it's like, called. I, don't, yeah, I don't really care. It's like a team specific yeah. bullshit. Yeah. 
Um, right. And they were like, oh, well, we're going to remove him from that because this is just goes against our code of ethics and blah, 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 blah. But then they have um, like Warren Sapp, right, is in that same thing. And the dude's a fucking felon for mm-hmm. a bunch of fucked up shit. And like the I think what they just hired um, Sherman uh, last mm-hmm. name Sherman. I can't remember Richard Sherman. I can't remember his first name, but um, Sherman uh, and that dude has been arrested for domestic violence and shit in the past. And it's like, bro. So where is the code of ethics? Where's that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. so it's, it's just it's just it's clearly a PR thing, right? Um, right. Which is fine. It's their prerogative. Who gives a fuck? But at the same time, I, I always think that it's good to be kind of across the board. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think cancel culture is stupid. I think that, you know, a lot of that stuff is is dumb. Um, but people just need to be willing to accept the accolades or consequences of their statements. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, agreed. 100%. The end. <laughs> Speaking of cancel culture, let's talk about our last piece, which is Dave Chappelle's The Closer. Yeah, so, a, a very uh, funny yeah, so uh, The Closer came out two weeks ago now, I believe, and I watched it twice. Both times I fucking laughed hysterically. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people um, do not like The Closer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's there's been so much news over this, and the, I think the thing that is pissing me off about this piece of news is the headline titles are so goddamn misleading. Mm-hmm. So... Here. Like, for instance, one of them was something along the lines of Netflix suspends employee who was protesting Dave Chappelle's The Closer. Oh, yeah, that was mm. classic. Um, Actually, that's not what happened. This mm-hmm. employee barged into a VIP, like, in, like to, uh, you know, to not a VP meeting, vice Correct. presidents yep. and shit, and, and started shit. protesting vocally. Yeah, they started shitting right in the middle. That's um, right. <laughs> But they started protesting, and then they got suspended. That was a story. Mm-hmm. Netflix has said they can say whatever they want outside, you know, company. Uh, they can say whatever they want. For sure. You know, on Twitter, so on and so forth. They believe in free speech. As well they should be. Yep. Yeah. And, but they don't believe in barging into a meeting full of VPs. Yeah, why would they, <laughs> right? I mean, that's 100%. Yeah, I mean, because that's yeah. disrespectful and unprofessional. That's that's the difference, Right. Right. And then another article mm. headline I read was something along the lines of uh, uh, Netflix fires employee who speaks out over Dave Chappelle's The Closer. Well, actually, no. They fired an employee who leaked Netflix data to the press. Yeah, super And all uncool. Netflix, yeah, all Netflix employees all sign NDAs. Yeah. And they just happen to have been an, a person who clearly is just uh, unhinged, right? They can't handle real life. That's the fucking problem. Um, yeah. Personal opinion. Right. Like this person can't handle how the real world functions and therefore they're fucking butthurt as shit about, you know, anything. And that's fine. But then they start doing shit they're not supposed to be fucking doing. Right. And now, oh, my God. So now apparently there is a um, uh, a walkout being planned over at Netflix for October 20th. Tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Who gives a shit? Um, right. Right. <laughs> But up sorry, at this, but at all this these point, fucking, who fucking cares? Yeah, all the but like the thing that upsets me when it comes to this stuff is a the celebrities who just like completely just virtue signal. Oh, like yeah. 
Channing Tatum said a thing like, I was hurt with by Dave Chappelle said, don't fucking watch it, Channing. Yeah. Very easy. I mean, that's I, I <laughs> like that Dave Chappelle is, basically has so much fucking clout, right? Oh, yeah. That... Because he is so talented, right? And what yeah. I've noticed, my, my so uh, my wife and I watched it together, and I I kind of said to her, she was like, "Yeah, it was all right." Um, I thought it was funny, but like what I've noticed from this special and his last one, um, the biggest things that I've noticed from him is that now his <clears throat> his specials, his his comedy, is so much more. Um, like or his specials are so much more like philosophical in conversation oh, with 100%. like punch like with punchlines here and there as opposed to like if you look back at like killing him softly and shit it was just punchline after punchline after punchline which is, which don't get me wrong killing him softly made me like cry laughing right like so shit good. is fucking so funny. good yeah but love killing him softly just because it's fucking funny <laughs> um but you know killing him softly excuse me hilarious but the, the like his shit now and like the closer like this this one we're talking about here um yes. is easily you know super funny you know i mm-hmm. i don't i don't see any any way to like any other way to put that um it's a very, very I did funny. like Sticks and Stones better, but this was still very funny. Yeah, but I think St- what didn't Sticks and Stones have like it was not like a two parter or some shit like that. No, no, Sticks and Stones. No, was, that was the one was before that. When Juicy Smollier. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Uh, so I think that uh, that's justice just for Juicy. That's, that's so fucking funny. Um, I think that uh, yeah, I think that it's it's you know really 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 funny. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, there is a lot of like more discussion with what he's got, but anyway, he's got so much clout. My apologies uh, getting off base here. He's got so much clout with, with, you know, who he is at this point, right. Mm -hmm. That he can really say the shit that, you know, we have been, well, that a lot of comedians have been saying that comedy is an art form that is meant to be discussionary and satirical. If you say something, right, hey, I'm going to make a joke about this, but here is, you know, where it's coming from. It's a satire. I'm not going out in public saying, you know, like there's no footage of Dave Chappelle going out and saying, fuck people of this kind, fuck people of this. I hate these people. Pieces of shit. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's all professionally recorded comedy specials that is literally a written art form. Right. Yes. To make people laugh through satire. Yes. But for some fucking reason, people just aren't able to grasp this. <laughs> so. So. It, so it I is, actually did some stuff earlier today. So. Yeah. Um. So basically, um, I try very hard to be as fair as I possibly can. Um. So when I heard, you know, people of the LGBT, you know, community saying like this is detrimental to, you know, our our people, I, I like I try to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go on Twitter today and the no one is able to tell me exactly how it's detrimental. No one is a, a couple a couple people online have said, well, 
because of this, I could be, I could be, you know, shot going down the street because I'm trans. And it's like, how? Yeah. No one how? is telling me how. Like, do you understand? Like, fat jokes are a completely acceptable thing in comedy. Oh, yeah. No oh, one yeah. gives a shit, including myself, who is a 500 pound fat man. Yeah. I understand that when a comedian makes a fat joke, they're not actually making fun of me. Right. Like, what the fuck is the problem? I mean, here's the thing. It comes down to, like, something he talks about in The Closer, right? A comedian who stood up for him that was in the mm -hmm. LGBTQ community got fucking ransacked by her own people, quote-unquote, right? Because, why? Because she stood up and, and said something against what they said, right? And that is mm -hmm. bullshit. Like, 100% bullshit. But does it matter right. that it's bullshit? No, it doesn't matter that it's bullshit. It doesn't matter that to them, right, to the LGBTQ community, to them, it doesn't matter that, uh, you know, they were one, or that she, 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 yeah, she at the time of her yes. passing, um, that she was in the LGBTQ community. It matters that she disagreed. And, mm -hmm. and because she disagreed, she was the enemy. Right. Which, and as we all by know, the, way, the only people who deal in absolutes are Sith. So Yes, of course. Um, and uh, <laughs> that kind of sounds a lot to me. Like, we got some fucking Siths in the LGBTQ community. And she fucking, she ended her, I mean, granted, this is in the in the special and shit. Um, but, like, and, and even Dave Chappelle said it could have been through a whole bunch of other shit but this didn't help is that people railed on her so hard in the LGBTQ community and she, she killed herself. Mm -hmm. So those, well, hold those on, people, hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Go I ahead, have to go pause. Ahead, I have to pause go, you go, there. Go, 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 go. So <clears throat> he makes, so he makes it very clear that he does not know if it was the tweets alone. Right. That forced this person to commit suicide. Right. And that's what th I was going to say is the only thing that I think sounds detrimental whenever I hear people saying this is detrimental to trans people mm -hmm. is the, the only way that I see it being detrimental is mm -hmm. him providing a scenario where a trans person who or trans people who preach about acceptance don't accept another trans person. Yeah. Because it's of what so they fucking said. ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. To me, that it's, is yeah. that is so asinine in the way that that is, is done. Because realistically, right, everyone wants openness. And don't get me wrong. I'm a white, straight guy. I am in the fucking right. the, the, uh, group of people who have essentially been in control for the longest, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I am very much about equality. I obviously I've not come from a position of of uh less um privilege, right? But like I grew up poor as shit. I didn't have things when I was a kid and everything I have I earned. Okay? Right. But and and I'm I've succeeded far past my greatest expectations for myself. But what I I think is disgusting is what I was talking about with the fucking coach, right? If you don't apply the same level of fairness across the board, right? You want to be heard um, in whatever kind of like minority group that anybody says they want to be heard as a part of, right? Whether it's LGBTQ, whether it's, um, you know, African-American or black people, whether it is 
you know, like Latin American um, people, whether it's whatever, right? Whether it is, you know, any of those things, any marginalized group of people or people who feel marginalized, if you want people to listen to you, you have to be willing to listen to other people and not be pissed about it, right? If you don't want to be attacked by the shit you say or for the shit you say and the opinions you have, you can't attack other people for the opinions right. they have because that just makes you look like a fucking dipshit. And it makes people right. think that your your viewpoints are less valid because you're a fucking asshole. That's literally what it makes you look like. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, so my kid is not sleeping right now. So <clears throat> give me two minutes, all right? Yep. It might... All right, I'll be right back. All right, and we're back. So let's get into our main topic time. Uh, Mike, we're going to be talking about The Guilty. Now, yes. you and I don't know what we thought about the movie, um, but when I sent you the trailer, you were like, fuck, this looks really good. Yes, correct. So I thought um, it looked I, hella dope. I agreed as well. What were your thoughts when you actually watched the movie? Well... <laughs> um it kind of felt very um like, like the, with for lack of a better word lackluster right like it <clears throat> it felt like that they knew how to make a trailer um they they the Jake Gyllenhaal did a very good job acting I felt okay mm-hmm. um I think that he did a pretty damn good job when it came to um, conveying a lot of the emotion behind it, like that he was really like a damaged dude. Um, oh, like a lot of that shit, right? Like I thought, it, I thought mm-hmm. it was good in that sense. Okay, I did not, however, think it was good overall as like a, a just like what i expected it based on the trailer like oh this is gonna be a fucking smash dude like this is gonna be a dope ass movie wait hold on um, what exactly were you expecting though because i'm um, not gonna lie when i the trailer versus what i got in the movie is almost exactly what i expected see i expected it to be a little bit more than just him in a one room do you know what i'm saying I thought he was going to get mean, a little bit more involved. I guess, than but that. here's and the thing: no part of the trailer was him outside of a building. Like true, but it made okay. So, so the last time, right? I actually I can't even remember the last time I've seen a movie where it was one room. Um, Have you seen the movie Buried? No. It's Ryan Reynolds in a coffin, and that's the good, entire movie. It sounds terrible. Um, uh, it's actually fucking awesome. It still sounds like shit. <sighs> It might be good. Sounds like See, shit. Here's, um, here's what I'm talking about. This is the shit I'm talking about when I say people aren't satisfied with just a good story. Well, here's the thing. Because I don't they, think it was just a good story. And, and here's why. How do you not think it was a good story? Okay, I'm trying to explain it to you. This is why I don't think it's a good story. Okay. I think that they went way too deep into the, like, oh, you're in trouble. Like, oh, I got this reporter calling me. What is they? What are they calling him about? What are they got? It did so little to add to the story until the very end that you essentially were sitting there going, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, don't get me wrong. Jake Gyllenhaal did a good job acting out his role. I don't think he did a bad job. I don't think he, I think he did a very good job. I just think that 
the story as a whole had flaws, especially when it came to his character of, okay, so this guy's clearly in trouble. Okay, fine. I can, I can, I can accept that. But they essentially started like leaning on him being in trouble or having these issues without going into any exposition on the matter at all, which I don't like because it didn't, it didn't add anything to the story, but it was a focus of it until the very end. Here's what I will give you. I will give you, I feel like they could have done this story without that whole backstory of Jake Gyllenhaal. Easily. Easily. I I, I give you that 100%. That took away from it. Like that, that, I believe I agree. That's what bothered me so much. I think that the story itself was cool. I think that the, like the kind of like the twist, let's say whatever oh, the twist got me. It dude. was good. The twist got me hard. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, I I thought that that was really interesting. Um, uh, some of the shit that was going on was really like uh, I was like, well, that's really fucked up. Um, you know the shit you kind of found out that went down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, we can talk so. about it. This is obviously spoilers, but like. So, woman calls in, 911, she's, like, pretending she's talking to his daughter and Jake Gyllenhaal after, like, about to be, like, hanging up on her. Yeah, because he he went through a couple phone calls of, like, like, he's, like, a total piece of shit asshole, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he was about to hang up, and then he kind of realized, oh, wait, this woman's, like, kind of talking in code. Yeah. Um, Come to find out that what we believe is the father had just killed a young... uh, like has the little like boy, stole, the infant boy. Him. Yeah. 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 Killed the young boy and kidnapped the mom and, and the little girls at home. That's the beginning of it. Yeah. But then, you know, obviously as we go further into the story, it turns out that the father actually <laughs> took the mom away because the mom had just essentially dissected her son. Yeah. Because there um, were snakes in his stomach. Like that's, there were snakes she's in fucking crazy. Cause she stopped taking her yes. medicine. <clears throat> That's the craziest. Yes, that's the yes. crazy part. So, um, like, which I thought was really cool. I thought that I mean, obviously not the murder of the child, but like, obviously, and that, but it was nice to hear that he was actually in the ICU and he didn't die. The boy, correct, the little boy at the end, agreed. Which I, you know, was a feel good for me because I was like, oh, thank fucking god. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, I thought that that was really cool. Um, I thought him being a piece of shit on the phone to the other people also added nothing to the film. Like it was because then he was like he took it super seriously when she was on the phone with him. Well, but here's the thing. So he was he was being a piece else. of shit to he was being a piece of shit to other people, <clears throat> and that I believe kind of add tied in with what he was going through with like the reporter and his situation and so on and so forth. Yeah, but it was dumb. So like, that was a dumb. Story it was line. dumb. It like I will I will admit it does distract from like what the coolness I of hear what about. was going on. Yes. Um, I agree. I agree that it could have done without it. And like, obviously the title is kind of mixed in with that a little bit like the yes. guilty. At the, well, at the very end, that's when I understood. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, and I mean, but they could have just x that whole thing and they could have just called it, I don't know, the operator or something. Or, you know, or literally just, uh, introduced that aspect of the story in any other way. Like, not right. focused on it in the beginning, but brought it up at the like near the end. Like that would have been fine because they basically didn't explain anything about it until the end anyway. Right. So what the fuck does it matter? To me, it was still so, fun because um, <clears throat> I love like I love movies that can keep me engaged 
but there's technically nothing happening on the screen. It's just a good dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, and the reason why I brought up the movie Buried is because there's obviously a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of uh, similarities. similarities. Yeah. So, I don't know. If, in Buried, I recommend you watch it, but in Buried, you find out that Ryan Reynolds is like this uh, contractor who went over to Iraq to help, you know, re- you know, rebuild shit. Mm-hmm. Caliban got him and they buried him alive in a box with a cell phone and a flashlight. And he's he gets in contact with like, you know, the FBI, so on and so forth. They're all looking for him. And literally the entire movie is him in a coffin on the phone. And nice. it is fucking great. There's there's a little twist at the end. I don't it but it ruins the whole movie. But I recommend you watch it, dude. It's so mm-hmm. good. So so that's kind of what I compared this to when I first saw the movie. I do agree that the the hit adding his personal shit was useless and it, it could have done without it. But a couple of things that kind of impressed me about the movie. The movie was made in 11 days. Right. 11 days to make this movie. Not only was to the movie this made one? in 11 days. Yes. Oh, that is impressive. Yes. And what's also funny is that the director came into contact with someone who had COVID. So he had to quarantine for those 11 days. So what they did was they rigged up a shit ton of monitors into a van. Oh, my parked God. The van, parked the van down the block. And the director directed the movie from a van for 11 days. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. There wasn't a lot to direct. <laughs> So no, because it, no. Here's the thing, though, because all those phone calls that Jake Gyllenhaal did, right. those were live. Those weren't recordings he was responding to. Th- oh, really? Those were like actual conversations. Yeah, I do like that. That's very cool. And there's a lot of actually like uh, uh, well-known people, like Ethan Hawke, played a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was it? Hold on. The guilty. I I just remember Ethan Hawke because I love Ethan Hawke. I think Ethan Hawke is pretty fantastic. Um, So we have Ethan Hawke, Peter Sarsgaard. He played a voice of someone. Bill Burr was a voice. I heard Bill Burr's voice. That was (laughs) instantly my wife and I was like, Bill Burr? (laughs) Right, yeah, Yeah. instantly Bill Burr. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. And, um, yeah, to me, it was, I mean... This is one of those movies you have you can only watch like once in a while. Mm-hmm. You have to. I feel like this is in the um, category of you need to kind of forget the movie in order to watch it again. Any uh, movie with yeah. twists, I put into that. In, I, I would. Put into that I would. I would agree with that. I think that that is. Um, I definitely think that you're right on that. That yeah. that's yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, that, um, you know, there's just, there's a lot to like dissect in the film. I think that it, mm-hmm. I, again, I think that the story itself is overall good. There was just parts in it that bothered me to a point where I was like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand mm-hmm. why this is here. And like, I know there's a lot of movies that are like that, right? Like, but you can kind of look past them. What bugged me so much is that because there wasn't a lot of, um, things happening. There wasn't a lot of content to the film. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there wasn't a lot to distract from it because the only thing that's a part of that film is the dialogue basically, right? The visuals don't really play a big part. So 
<clears throat> when you sit there and you say, okay, this guy, uh, a lot of the dialogue in the beginning of the film is him being a dick. And then him being mm-hmm. like, I don't need to talk to a reporter. How'd you get this number? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I wanted to talk to you before tomorrow. Oh, you are you worried about your court case? Oh, how's my partner talking about blah, blah, blah. It's like, who fucking cares, dude? Yeah, I, it, it I was, agree. It was that, that, like, it was a huge beginning chunk of the film that just felt so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it bugged the yeah. shit out of me. <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel you on that one, man. I mean... When it, yeah, when those parts came up, I was like, okay, can we just fast forward and get to like back to this family for real, like for real, yeah. (laughs) But like those scenes were done so good, like the way Jake Gyllenhaal's character kind of backtracked the phone number to Mm -hmm. an address to get the house phone number to call the girl, like all all that stuff was fantastic. Absolutely, I Um, agree. Like that was, I mean, just it was very well done. Um, it was very intense when those scenes were going on, like when he's talking to the little girl and like you're, you're like, you feel like the tension, like, okay, like there's going to be officers coming to the door. It's like, my daddy said, don't let the police. And he's like, listen, like, these are good people. These are my friends. They're going to take care of you when they get there. Uh, call me and I'll make sure it's them. And then you can open the door. Like shit like that. So, so well done. Yes. Um, so I mean I so I do like it for that reason, but it is one of those movies because of the twist. You cannot watch it all the time like no. you would with Captain yeah, it's America. Def- it's or something. definitely not a film that you can just kind of go through again. You have to wait a long fucking time before you watch it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Do you have any final thoughts on that one? Um, I mean, not like I mean, we've any, been any, not anything new to mm-hmm. like based on what we've said. I would say would I would I recommend it? Yes, but with caution. Do you know what I mean? Like not True. a lot of people like these kinds of movies. I will say it, I don't think a lot of people like just dialogue driven movies, especially today. Um, yeah. But at the same time, do I think that that there is a group of people out there who would really enjoy it? Yeah. I mean, I I do sincerely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that's kind of. It depends on who you recommend it to. Yeesh. Because I, I know, like, two people I could recommend this to, they would like it. And then I know, like, five who would not. Yeah. So it all depends. Correct. Um, so, so like, like, like we said before, this is a really short um, main topic because of the fact the movie is pretty basic. There's not much we can dive into when it comes to a guy sitting on a room taking a phone call. So... Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go ahead. We had a large movie news segment. We had our main topic. Let's do a little bit of listener mail because we got some finally. Oh, shit. Bada boom. All right. So (laughs) first question from Jason said, with the success of The Mandalorian and the fantastic animated series Clone Wars, do you suppose we will get more shows that really take the time to break down and explore all the lore of that universe? I mean... That's a solid question, Jason. And I would say 100% we're going to get a lot more fucking shows for Star Wars. I mean, they've announced so many. Um, they've also announced you know, the Ahsoka show. They have now <laughs> they, they announced Patty Jenkins uh, is going to be doing another show for Rogue Squadron. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Ahsoka, they have obviously the Boba Fett show coming out. We have the fourth season of Mandalorian. And I mean, who knows <coughs> where it can go from there? I mean... The, right. the 
the mythos and the lore behind Star Wars is so fucking expansive. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't fucking kidding. So, yeah. Like, I would really, based on The Mandalorian, the, the Mandalorian was the first show, a live action show, where they introduced the Darksaber. Like, personally, I would like to see an origin, like, series or an origin movie based on the Darksaber. I agree. I think that that would be that would very be cool. I think that would be very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude. 100%. For sure. So dope. So dope. Yeah, that would be very, that would be very fucking cool. I think that would be um, interesting, right? Because they, like, going almost like, uh, like, like you said, origin story, right? But, like, almost like a, a way in the past, Right, like mm-hmm. way the fuck in the past of like the kings of Mandalore wielding the mm-hmm. sword and shit. Like that would be so fucking dope. Well, I mean, the the lore behind be that one, I know. I mean, just the fact that it belonged to the first and only Mandalorian Jedi. Yeah. Fucking of course I want to see the lore behind the first right. Mandalorian Jedi. That'd be yeah, so who amazing. <laughs> who the fuck exactly. wouldn't? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Jason, oh, he has another question. Oh, dope. Um, uh, is it just me, or are studios spending more time on music selection for their trailers? For example, in the Matrix trailer, they selected Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit, which seems like a huge shout-out to Trinity. Uh, the only I only cite that one as an example because it's the most recent one I watch. It just seems like more thought is being put into the trailers. What do you think? Um, I mean, trailers are always kind of evolving. I remember, you know, and back in the 90s, they always had that guy in a world. Yeah, right. Like, you don't hear that anymore. You don't hear that yeah. guy. Um, do I think that they're using music to kind of gate, to kind of like um, guide your emotional reaction? 100%. They yeah. do that with everything. 100%. You could take, like, yeah, you can take like a, like a sad scene from a movie that's playing sad ass music. If you take out the music, it's like hardly sad anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just the music the guiding scores, your yeah. emotion. So, I mean, of course, of course they do. Um, do I think they kind of overdo it at times? One hundred percent. Like Cruella was an example of where it was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, how many songs are you gonna put in this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Correct. But yeah, uh, I mean, I I think that you're spot on with that. I think that there's I think that a lot of attention is being put into um, is being put into uh, trailers more Mm -hmm. so now. Um, I mean, certainly before, but more so now because I think there's more content, right? There's more references to put in trailers now than there used to be. And there's a lot more people who are looking for that content, especially with the Internet and shit like that. Everyone's looking for those like Easter eggs, those like mm-hmm. fun tidbits of your fandom that you want to like, oh shit, like this is connected to this. Look at that. That's so fucking cool. Um, <clears throat> so I think that there is a lot of that. Uh, and I think that you're certainly going to notice it a lot more now, especially uh, depending on how old you are um, mm-hmm. and what fandoms you've accumulated over your life. Uh, the more fandoms you accumulate and the more attention you spend i bet you if you go back to old trailers you will see some really cool Mm -hmm. easter eggs and shit but i think you're going to see them a lot more now depending you know the more you the more you age the more you watch Mm -hmm. shit the more you you Mm -hmm. become a fan of different things yeah agreed 
One, the funniest one in regards to trailers specifically, Jason, because I know I, I just kind of cited just the score and movies, what you know, generally. But one of my favorite examples of music and trailers and kind of guiding how you're supposed to emotionally respond when Zack Snyder uh, started making trailers for the Justice League, the, the song he put um, on the trailer was Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Which to me, was kind of a, like him slapping Josh Whedon in the face, saying, hallelujah, I'm back, bitches. Nice. To me, that's what it said, and it was awesome, and I loved it. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, well, I mean, certainly a score to any film or trailer, I mean, that's going to set up your emotional attachment, like you said, to, to anything. Um, mm-hmm. but scoring a film, I think, is one of the most important parts of a film, right? You're getting, getting the score right. And having it set up properly, period, I think is gonna mm-hmm. is, is a a huge piece to it. Yep, one hundred percent. Yep. But I also think they, I mean, kind of slightly off topic, but they also do that for dialogue. Like they'll grab certain pieces of dialogue that are said in the movie mm-hmm. to gauge a certain emotional response, even if that dialogue is completely out of place from right. what you think it is in the trailer. So. Again, another example of that is Star Wars The Last Jedi. When I first saw the trailer, I got so goddamn excited. Mike, you were there for this. I got so fucking excited when you first saw the trailer for The Last Jedi, and it was Luke saying the words that, you know, Obi-Wan said to him when he was training him in the ways of the Force. He goes, breathe, breathe, reach out. That shit was so good. Oh, my God. And and when I saw that in the trailer, I got so fucking jacked to see this movie. And then when that moment came in the movie, they turned it into a huge fucking joke. And I got so fucking upset about it. They sure did. So, oh, man. So, yeah. They don't just do it with with music, Justin. I mean, Jason. They do it for, like, everything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I think it's... pretty fucking cool to see like those those things that you kind of feel right whenever you whenever you do hear those things that that resonate with you right like that's that's that really cool shit that you can cling to and and Mm -hmm. get you super fucking jazzed up you know what i mean and i i'm i love that movies can do that and i obviously directors and producers and shit they know what they're doing right they know why they're doing it and that's why they got into that part of the business um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's absolutely, I think a lot, a lot of attention is being paid to that shit. Yes, <clears throat> indeed. All right. So again, that was all for this episode. We do appreciate it. If you want to send your own uh, listener mails, please send them to cinema from the dark side at gmail.com and we will read them on the show. Thanks again. See you later.